At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. It's the final rewatch. The final rewatch. Final rewatch. Oh, it's the final rewatch before the new season. It's the final rewatch. I'm watching them all. The final Friends, hello. Am I showing my age by doing a Neil Diamond reference to open up a Stranger Things um, podcast episode? Maybe, but it's Neil Diamond, and um, you know it's worth it. This was a um, sad, exciting, awesome episode of Stranger Things, and my favorite thing happened. I've talked about this for years, and I'll continue to talk about it, hopefully, for many years on this podcast. I love it when the groups come together. And finally, in this episode, pretty much everyone comes together right up to the end, last moment of the episode, our group, our friends, are all together. And that's what's going to make Stranger Things 4 hard when we know 
that they're not together. Some of them are, but many of them are not. But that's that's for another time. We're still in Stranger Things 2. But before we start talking about this next episode, I have some voicemail. Yo, what's goody, bro? Just wanted to say I love the podcast and Stranger Things is just such a good show. And hearing it and hearing you talk about it every night just awesome. Especially the new movie recaps or I guess show. Even the new episodes are supposed to be like an hour and thirty minutes, but just been awesome hearing you talk with them all the time. And I just wanna say keep up the good work. Yo, yo, yo. What is goody, bro? You know what's goody? That voicemail is goody, bro. Thank you, Jake, for that um, awesome voicemail. I really appreciate it. I'm glad you're enjoying uh, the recap. And um, I look forward to finishing up Stranger Things 2 tomorrow, diving into Stranger Things 3, and then ending this recap just in time for us to all get back to Hawkins and beyond. And guess what? Yesterday I mentioned that um, frequent voicemailer, I don't even know if that's a, that's a word, but freaking caller inner, maybe we'll say, uh, Jax left a message that I couldn't hear. Um, but got another message, and this time I could hear Jax loud and clear. Hello, I am <coughs> Jax again, and I got a question for you. I'm sick. I'm not in school today because I'm sick, and I hope I feel better. And Stranger Danger, your podcast is awesome, and <clears throat> and I love it so much. So please tell me if I feel better. T- t- I mean, um, I hope I feel better. And it's almost my birthday. There's um, 10 days until my birthday. I hope I feel better. And I love Stranger Things. And I have a Stranger Things Season 3 poster in my room. I know you can't see it right now, but I'm on talking about it. And bye. Thank you again for calling in, Jax. Two things. Number one, I hope you feel better. Number two... Happy early birthday. And the third thing is, I'm very jealous that you have a Stranger Things 3 poster. We have like a couple flowers hanging up, pictures of flowers, some sand dollars, and our wedding photo. I don't think my wife would let me put a Stranger Things poster up here. Um, But ooh, would I want to. Did you like those voicemails from Jake and Jax? If your name starts with J... You can also uh, leave a voicemail, or if it doesn't start with J, actually, it could start with any letter of the alphabet. Um, all you have to do is go to fans.experts.com slash stranger danger, and you'll see the little uh, link. It's on the side, or if you're on your phone, you scroll down, you'll see leave a message. Click on that. It brings you right to the anchor.fm podcast page where you can use your phone. You don't have to call in. It, it's like it uses the web you can record right through your phone and leave me a message that, as you can see, I'll play it on the show. That's how much I appreciate all of you out there. Now, without any further ado, let's get in 
to Chapter 8, The Mind Flayer. So Chapter 8 picks up right where Chapter 6 left off, leaping over Chapter 7 completely because, of course, Chapter 7 was filling in the blanks of where Young Eleven was all this time. The Demodogs are at the lab, and you see, um, well, first you see Owen say, Mother of God, and then you see the other guy um, who's like, the, the, the big chubby guy is like, Mother Mary and Joseph, and um, they're like, sound the alarm, sound the alarm, oh, this is thick glass, are you sure about that glass? And guess what? The glass didn't quite work. Mike's yelling, we're too late, we're under attack. Mike realizes they need to make Will sleep. Mike is a genius in this episode, a genius. Okay, first he figures out we need to make Will sleep. He knows that because Mike and Will had this conversation in the past about how the 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 monster, the shadow monster, is spying on them. Like it's it's he's using Will to spy. So if Will's asleep, um, then the monster can't figure out where every what everyone's doing where everyone is meanwhile those demodogs like every these guys run to the elevator i think it's the same elevator we saw in the first moments of the first episode ever uh the monsters kills everyone in the elevator i mean they're all they're all gone and um joyce is not sure about what to do she does not sure about knocking will out but um and i'm bob's like is that gunfire he hears gunfire out there she grabs will and she goes do you know who i am do you know who I am? He's like, you're your, your mom. Pfft, hold him down. And Will starts freaking out. No, let me go. Let me go. And I mean, it's really the monster inside him. Uh, Hopper and Owens show. Oh, that's when Hopper and Owens show up. They grab Will. There's the gunfire. There's craziness. Um, they did it. They knocked Will out. They see Joyce with the syringe. And they're like, all right. Uh, okay, let's go. There is craziness. Demodogs are everywhere. I think they're trapped in a room at this point. And then the power all goes out. We cut over to the Hargrove Mayfield residence uh, to see that um, Max's mom and Billy's dad, they uh, they get home. Uh, they notice that Max is gone. Uh, Billy's in his room getting ready, really, really like enjoying looking at himself uh, he's going on a date. He's got some classic old Metallica playing. Uh, Open the door right now, the dad said. Where is she? I, I don't know. I don't know. You were supposed to watch her. He's like, well, she's probably at the arcade. You know, you guys were three hours late. And I have a date. I'm sorry. Um, he, but he's got much less bravado when he's talking to his dad. And you kind of see why. He's um, he's like, is that is that why you've been staring at yourself in the mirror? like?" A, and then he says the F word, the... Not the not the swear f word that you know I've I've um, you know been known to say, especially when I'm watching my Celtics lose a game. No, it's the homophobic f word that I'm not going to repeat here. Uh, and he's like, instead of watching your sister, and um, you know, I notice um, she says he says all the time to her, "You're not my sister," and he says to these um, the. It was a girl at school. He's like, she's not my sister. Don't call her that. So he's talking to his dad. 
he says, um, you know, she, she wants to run off. That's her problem. Okay. I watch her all week. She's 13. She shouldn't need a full-time babysitter and she's not my sister. And when he says that the dad gets really pissed, rubs him up, smacks him around a little bit. He's like, what did I tell you? And this is where you start to feel, you, you start to feel a little bad for Billy. Uh, it's like respect and responsibility. Say sorry to Susan. That's Max's mom. He apologizes. It's like, it's okay. She says it's okay. And he's like, it's not okay. She's even afraid of this guy. This guy is, he's an asshole. I excuse my language. Now that word I'll say, you're an asshole. Um, and uh, he's like, he, oh, he calls. He's like, why don't you, you're going to call whatever whore you're seeing today. This guy just is a piece of work. And you're, and you're going to tell her you can't go and you're going to go find your sister. Um Actually, I wrote down, he is a major asshole, which is an old Spaceballs. Look up Spaceballs, that clip. Um, that's all I'll say. I've said it. I've sworn, I've sworn, sworn, sword, sweared. I've done it all too much. Um, but he's like, isn't, you're going to go leave for your sister. Isn't that right? Yes, sir. What? Yes, sir. He's like, fine, Max. You see Billy tear up a bit. And that's, you you, you can kind of see why he is so angry all the time. So we cut over to Max, Lucas, Steve, and Dustin. They're on the railroad tracks now, making their way um, away from the junkyard. I don't know if they're following the screams of the, of the monsters or not. And Dustin is explaining that, you know, one of those things was Dart, and he might be fully grown now, and they're talking about molting the skin. And... Um, Steve mentions the cat, and Lucas is like, he ate a cat? Yeah, he ate your cat. So you did keep him. You broke the rule. He's like, so did you. You told a stranger about this, the secret. And Max is like, a stranger? Um, luckily, this argument kind of dies off because Steve hears the screeching and the growling. I could do that all day. Um, and the, and they, they head towards the sound, not away from it. And they see... Um, it's the lab, Lucas says. That they're going back home. Inside the lab, it reminds me of Alien. You see this, this thing go by quick uh, in a hallway. Um, because the power went out, the doors are forced lock, locked. But they can be overwritten. Uh, you have to flip the breakers. Then you get on a computer. And then you override the, the program. Uh, but the pre- breakers that need to be flipped and the computer is all in the basement. Jim was going to go, but Bob's like, what do you know about basic? He's like, teach me. It's like, that's like asking me to teach you French or I forget if that was the language he chose. Um, he looks at Owens, do you know, do you know basic? Do you know basic? And finally says, I've got this. Uh, Joyce and him uh, have a hug and he says, remember, remember, everything will be fine. Remember, Bob Newby, superhero. So Bob and Jim, uh, they, they drag this dead guard uh, you know, into the light and they're like, here, take this. He puts a walkie earpiece in. Um, Jim gives him a gun and says, do you know how to use this? He's like, no. It's like safety on, safety off, point, squeeze. And Bob's like, easy peasy. There's a subtle great moment where Bob, when he, Bob has the gun, he's like, easy peasy. But he's kind of pointing it in the direction of Jim. So Jim just very subtly takes his hand and just moves it out of the way. It's, it's such a subtle moment, but it was, it was terrific. I loved it. Um, so Jim says to him, if anything happens, you come right back. And he, Bob's like, listen, don't wait for me. 
As soon as those doors open, you get them out of there. He's, Hopper's like, I, I'm going to get them out. I promise. Um, outside the lab, Nancy and Jonathan pull up. They see all the powers off. They, the gate doesn't open. Nobody's there. And they hear something in the woods. And boom, there it is. Our first connection, the Junkyard Gang. I wrote it. I love it when groups come together. So the Junkyard Gang of um, Steve, Max, Lucas, and Dustin meet up with Jonathan and Nancy. They're like, what are, what are you doing here? Like, what are you doing here? Like, we're looking for Mike and Will. Are they in there? I don't know. Then you hear, again, and the, monst- you know, the monster scream, and you're like, uh-oh. Um, inside, Bob is like, keep it together, keep it together. He's w- walking by all these dead bodies. Uh, but he gets down and pretty, without any issue, turns the breakers back on, turns the power back on, and um, Owens, they're up, they're upstairs. They're like, he made it. Um, the because they could see the cameras now, they could see him. Um, outside, Nancy notices the power's back, uh, and so Jonathan's trying to open the gate, trying to open the gate, and Dustin's like, let let me try, like. He's better at pushing buttons. Like he's one of those, like he, he's one of those younger kids that was like, uh, "Let me do it. I can do it right." I, it's pressing a button, but somehow he figures out he could do it. Um, back inside, Bob is now talking to Owens. As Bob goes through the computer programming, types in tapa 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 tapa, and just like that, he gets the doors to open and the gate opens. And outside, of course, Dustin thinks that he did it. He's like, "I did it." He's got this big goofy smile on his face very funny um inside uh it's a really cool moment bob's like easy peasy and jim just has this look on his face he's like son of a bitch did it so they're like okay they see the demodogs are in the west stairwell um and owens is there he's like um you know there's some demodogs in the west stairwell and um Bob's like, are there sprinklers down there? Yeah. So Bob's like, all right. He sets them all off and it worked. The demo dogs um, went a different direction. So now Bob was free to go, but he left his gun behind. Upstairs, Hopper now carrying the unconscious Will, Joyce and Mike, they head out. They run out of there. Um, Owens gives them a walkie and stays behind to monitor things. At this point, I'm thinking, you know, Owens is kind of showing that he is not a selfish monster. He's not a, um, a, a, he's not Brenner. He's just not. Um, so hop, they all go out. Hopper's got a machine gun. They make it to the front door pretty easy, but Joyce turns and waits for Bob. Um, Owen stayed behind. He's now guiding Bob with the cameras. Um, and, He's like, Bob, okay, you're going. You got a free clear. Go. Nope. See that closet? Get in that closet. He's like, what? Get in the closet. So Bob gets in the closet, waits silently as he sees the shadow finally disappears. And um, he's ready to sneak out of the closet. And then the broomstick drops. The sound hits the, it hits the ground. And the demodog turns its head. Run! And um, Bob runs, makes it outside, makes it out to like the main lobby area. You see him kind of looking at Joyce. He thinks he makes it out. 
you think he might make it. And they just look at each other. He's got this smile on his face. And then it gets him. It gets him. And she's like, no. And I'm like, no. Even though this is like the third time I've seen this. Hits the ground. And this thing just starts attacking him. Eating him. Biting him. Just killing him. Hopper comes in with a gun. He shoots, he shoots at him a little bit, but really to no avail. Grabs Joyce. Gets him out of there. Gets her out of there. He's like, he's gone. He's gone. Um, at that moment, Nancy and Jonathan pull up in their car. They're like, come on, get in. Then um, you see at the gate, they all, all, everyone else has to get out of the way because two cars are now racing out. The, the first car has um, Mike, Will, Joyce, Nancy, and Jonathan. The second car just has Hopper. He picks up everyone else. Max, Lucas, Dustin, and Steve. He's like, come on, let's go. And I'm like, yes, they're all together, almost all together. All together now, all together now. Well, they're not all all together. They're almost all together. Um, But then they show one last shot of Bob just getting eviscerated by all those demodogs. Uh, I know I've been calling them demodogs, but we don't actually hear that term until, um, you know, this episode later in this episode and it's just like it's sad because he's getting eaten it's both sad and gross uh but then we cut over to the buyer's house uh jonathan is kind of tending to will who's unconscious still hopper's calling somebody i don't know if he was calling the feds or something a report about the lab talking about owens They're like did you check with the police he's like i am the police i'm the chief of police uh then and i wonder if that's who calls back later then uh, he goes and checks on Joyce, and she's just sad, and he just kind of sits there. Everybody, everybody is sad. And Mike's like, do you know Bob is the original founder of the Hawkins AV? He's like, Mr. Clark learned everything from him. We can't let him die in vain. Um, then they talk about how they have an army now, his army. If we can stop him, maybe we can stop his army. And he's mentioned how they're connected, the hive mind, the brain, like the mind flayer. That's when we first hear the term mind flayer. They, they like to relate the things to, you know, um, Dungeons and Dragons stories. So Hopper's like, it, oh, it's a, it's a kid's game. And he says, it's, it's a manual and it's not for kids. This is the best metaphor. And Lucas is like, it's an analogy. Oh, that's what you got to worry about now? And they talk about how the, it wants to be the master race. It wants uh, the, the destruction of the world as we know it. But if we kill the brain, we kill the army. And Joyce is like, we have to kill it. I want to kill it. He's like, we, we will. We will. But if, if anybody knows how to kill it, it's Will. And they're like, yeah, but we can't you know, talk to Will. He's like, well, the Mind Flayer can't spy on us. If he doesn't know where he is, if Will doesn't know where he is, Mike, he's a genius, a genius. So they start um, going to the shed. I think that's when Harper's like, yeah, this this will do. This will do. Uh, and they're they're all kind of helping set it up. Nancy um, and Steve are together. And he's like, you know, she's like, what you did for the kids. Uh, that was really cool. He's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He tries to blow it off. Um and Lucas and Dustin have a moment where um, Dustin apologizes about Darn. He's like, I did keep this from the party. I thought he was my friend. 
Uh, it was touching and just a little uncomfortable. It was it was cute how uncomfortable he was. Um, you know, like just kind of like I I made a mistake. And um, he's like, I understand if you want your girlfriend to take my place in our party. He's like, she's not my girlfriend. It's like, I saw you holding hands. Um, she's like, she was just scared. And uh, Dustin's like, maybe, but I could feel it. It's like, what? The electricity. I was like, oh, oh, Dustin. Dustin liked the girl, and the girl doesn't like him back in that way. Ah, <sighs> to be young. So Mike and Max are working on something too inside and Max says you know that that L sounds really awesome um, Lucas told me all about her well she shouldn't have you could see Mike's still not ready to accept Max in the group um, but he does say well she was awesome until that thing took her like it took Bob uh, it was a, it was a you know he, Mike's not blaming her He's just upset, and he doesn't want her replaced. Um, but Max never even thought of, um, you know, that she's there to replace anybody. But I feel like subconsciously that's what Mike is thinking. Like, well, if this girl's in there now, you know, wh- what room is there for L? Well, there's always room for L. Gosh darn it. I apologize. I apologize for the language. Um, so... Jonathan and Joyce are, are together like, are you sure that's going to work? Uh, but, you know, they have to try. They cover every bit of the shed um, so Will will not recognize. I wrote down Will will two in a row, but it was correct. So that Will will not rec- recognize where he is. And the mind player can't use him as a spy. Uh, so, I mean, the whole shed, it looks like a complete white room. You, you could never tell what it was. Bright lights, everything. And Will is... He's woken up by ammonia. While that is happening, uh, in the house, Lucas, Max, Steve, Nancy, and Dustin are just kind of all waiting. And Max and Lucas are talking. They're like, if if he finds out where we are, he'll send those dogs after us. I forgot when they were around the table. Um, that's when Dustin dubbed them demodogs. He's like, demagogan, dogs, it's a compound word. Um, and the other moment was when um, that I forgot to mention was when Hopper it's like well how do you kill it like well you get zombies uh, because they don't have brains and uh, it's it's a kids it's for kids I thought that was kind of funny so um, she says to Max you know or Lucas says to Max he won't find out she's like but if he does Lucas says judgment day so inside the, um, back in the shed, um, he's like, Will is like, what, what is this? Why am I tied up? And they start questioning him. Joyce, in, in the shed are Joyce, Hopper, Mike, and Jonathan. And Will starts freaking out. Let me go. Let me go. Let me go. Like his voice changes a little bit too. It is really creepy. And Joyce says to him, do you know what March 22nd is? It's your birthday. And she goes and tells this sweet story about his birthday and how all his friends got him all these Star Wars toys and she got him crayons um, and all about this drawing he made about how um, he um, 
you know, she made this big drawing all by himself, this rainbow ship, and she brought it to work, and she was all proud. And then Jonathan's like, do you remember the day Dad left it? She's trying to talk to him, trying to engage with him. We spent all night in the rain building Castle Byers. And then Mike tells this, this story about the first day they met in kindergarten. He was alone. He was scared. He's like, you were alone too, so I asked if we could be friends. And you said yes, and it was the best thing I'd ever done. And Will looks at all of them. He just looks so scared. He's like, let me go. Like, oh. But while that's happening, Hopper notices Will's hand. Tap, 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 tap. He can't say anything there, so he goes into the next room. He goes back into the house. It's like, I think he's talking in Morse code. So they, they come up with a plan. Jonathan starts talking about music. Will's telling stories. Basically, they're distracting the mind flayer. They're, try, they're pretending to try to get through to Will. Will is reaching out. He's tapping on the, the side of the, the uh, chair. Hopper is now using the walkie-talkie, the, the call button on it, to signal back to the group, beep, 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 and, and they're transcribing, that's my Morse code impression, they're transcribing and translating the Morse code, amazing, and it's like C-L-O-S-E-G-A-T-E, and I wanted one of them to say Closigate, they thought it was one word, but it just says close the gate. And then the phone rings. Their phone. The buyer's phone. I tell you, when I was a kid, I would know the sound of the phone in my house. It was enough. He knew it. At this point, he knew exactly where he was. His eyes like roll back. He starts going in this trance. And Hopper's like, he knows. He knows where we are. They get out. Um, they all run into the house um, with him. He's all there. They get back into the house. They're coming. We have to go. We have to go. They, they, so as I said, they go in the house. Get away from the windows. Uh, Hopper has a rifle. He looks at Jonathan. Can you use this? Nancy says, I can, because she's B-A-N, bad-ass Nancy. So they all gear up for the monster to come. Um, you can hear them outside. You know, they're getting closer. They're getting closer. Then you hear screaming and shrieking. And it sounds like the monsters themselves are in pain. And then one of them, that's my sound, that's my sound effect of a demodog being thrown through a glass window into the house, gets thrown in, and it's dead, lying there dead. And they're like, what the hell? And then as Hopper goes over, kicks it with his with the with his with his gun, he, maybe he kicks it or he hits it with his gun. He says, is it dead? Then all of a sudden, you hear a noise at the door. Something. They all turn. The door unlocks from the outside. The slide unlocks. The door opens. And then you just see the feet walking in. After a year, I wrote down, Mother Effin 11. And I, I wrote down the full word. I'm not going to say it. But you can imagine what it is. Um, the look on Mike's face when he comes out and 
they look at each other. I was like, why doesn't Finn Wolfhard have all the Emmys? Give him all the Emmys. The look on his face and the, and then you, you see them kind of exchange a look and then you see the smile on his face and it just is so amazing acting, just amazing acting. And she gives this like hopeful look back and that's the end of the episode. It is like, now what? Well, now they know what they have to do. The episode's done. We have only one episode left. They know what they have to do. They have to close the gate. And Eleven got there just in time, killed all those demodogs, or at least those ones there now. There could be more coming. Um, now, fully, I can say, the gang is back together. They're all there. And Max is probably like, oh, so everything Lucas told me, including this magic girl with powers, is all true. Just unreal. When you think about the fact that a year has gone by, over a year, I think at this, or almost a year, and none of them knew where they were. She knew everyone was out there. She's seen them. She's visited them in the void. Um, or at least Mike. She went to the school. But none of them knew she was even alive. They thought she was dead. They didn't know anything. And I remember how Mike takes that, especially on Hopper in the next episode. But we're not there yet. We will be there tomorrow if you join me. So that's it. Chapter 8, The Mind Flayer. Um, you know what? You know the drill, right? You know where to find me? On Twitter and Instagram, it's at Geek Mentality. The website, the Facebook page is Fans Not Experts. The Twitter is Geek Mentality for me. I already said that. The show is on Twitter at Stranger D Pod. It's 11.15. I'm tired. Um, that's my excuse. I apologize. And, of course, every episode of Stranger Danger can be found at fansnotexperts.com slash strangerdanger. So with that, I say thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Remember to stay stranger, my friends. And until tomorrow, don't give Jonathan a gun. He doesn't know what to do with it. Just give it to Nancy. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.